am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the podcast. This episode is called How to Take a Break for Style. And joining me, I have Aisha Mallory. And her Instagram bio says, not your average mom, fashion expert, style curator, master sewist. And she is with Mallory A. Did I get it right? Yes. I knew I was going to mess it up, and she just said it. That's why I keep this up in here. Mallory A. Designs. And she's joining us today to talk about style. And we're going to do a deep dive. So it's not just going to be style, y'all, but we're going to talk about what goes up in it. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Aisha, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, we told the people we're going to just kick things off with First, a little housekeeping. I know, Aisha, because we did a 5 a.m. challenge together. I know I talk about taking a break. That was one of the times I took a break to work on myself, which involved me getting up at 4.30 so that I can do a 5 o'clock Zoom for a month. And Aisha was one of the brave souls that got up with me, and we were doing this challenge. And I just enjoyed getting to know her and other people that I met during that time and have just been following her ever since. So I was so excited that she decided to come on and talk to us about style. I was very intrigued about that. So now I want her to tell us a little bit about her background, specifically in fashion, and just an overview of her overall platform because she's also doing some wonderful things over on IG. All right, so actually I've been sewing for over 25 years. I did it in high school. And of course, you know, you settle down, you have a family um, and sewing was just, it was always my passion to do, but you know, it wasn't the ideal career to have. And I was, it wasn't very supportive. So, um, you know, you just, I just had like regular jobs and And I was always still in fashion to to a degree. I was managing um, a big clothing store. And as during that time, I was going through a very nasty divorce. And so, (laughs) so yeah, it was, it was really messing with my job and my career. And they were, the, the company was very, very lenient. They did understand, you know, as life happens, but you know, me being a private person and having to have to share some things with them so they can have an understanding why I had to constantly take off for court. Like it, it seemed like it was like every two weeks, but it was definitely every month. It become it became very taxing on me. And I remember praying about the situation and just asking God if he would allow me, if I can be home and just work on my craft and, you know, he provided the, the resources for me so that I could be able to sustain, at least just cover the bills at this point, just to be able to like get through this because song was very therapeutic for me. So my wish was granted. And um, so while I was dealing with my divorce, I began to pick up sewing again. 
And I didn't realize, you know, at the time that it would turn into a business. I just wanted to, I needed that, that release, that breakthrough. And when I started, you know, I made this thing, this tunic that's called I'm Every Woman Tunic. It's a dress. And it kind of, right. and so from there, I said, I think I'm on to something here. And then it just started to grow from there. But it was birthed out of the pain that I was going to. So I'm grateful and I'm honored that I was able to take something that I always loved and be able to transform it from the pain that I have into something beautiful. And then, you know, I always wanted women to be comfortable, to be confident. And even though I was not always confident and comfortable in the state that I was in during that time, I was able to make something out of that though, so that other women can feel comfortable, comfortable and confident as I was building my confidence and getting more comfortable um, with the new me that I was becoming. So that's really how, you know, fashion has always been a thing for me. It's just, you know, I just, I don't know, I guess that I was born with it. I've always been a fashionable person. I've always had my own sense of style, but I didn't realize that other people needed that type of assistance. I just assumed everybody had it. Everybody did. Girl, now. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? And I was able to turn it into a business. So, and here I am today. Thank you so much. Now, see, and this is deeper than what I knew. I know I, I got some stuff from looking, just looking through your Instagram. Because again, I was so fascinated with you when I met you. Thank but you. What really jumped out to, to me during this story was, and I hope it resonates with people, is that you took a break. In essence, you took a break from what, you know, what was your norm your career you took a break and that allowed an opportunity to come up because so many times we are afraid to step away from the status quo right what we're doing we're afraid to take that break and to chart off in something else but you weren't even seriously sewing you like sewing it's something you did but then this pathway came out because you took that break to clear your mind to get your things together but then look what was birthed out of that break that was taken so I think that's just, that's very telling to me. And I hope it's encouraging for someone that's listening that may be just like going through stuff. Because so many times we try to stay in the place, especially when we're going through something challenging in our life. Mm-hmm. And we just, we stay because it's like, well, this is there. This is this, what was here. I, I don't have the the time and the, I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. You took that break. So yes, that was... <laughs> I hope that inspires somebody. I mean, it inspired me. I was sitting there like, okay, gotta highlight that clip. <laughs> highlight that clip. <laughs> so yes, thank you for sharing it. Thank you for being so open um, and sharing that with us. So that leads me to our next question because you see, <laughs> we talked about fashion and style and how you thought everybody had some type of style. See, I'm trying to hold in my last on there. How do you define style? What is style to you? What does that mean to you? Style has to do with you. So it's how you carry yourself, how you, how do you live your life, the things that you like to do, um, the things that empower and embody you. Like style has everything to do with you. And it's like what goes on with you. So like to me, I have several different looks. Like I was just telling you earlier, that I look like something completely different this morning. But, <laughs> My aesthetic, which is my style, remains the same. Now, on the outside, which is the fashion part that everybody else sees, that changes up. 
but who I am remains the same, which is where your style is birthed out of. So your style is created through you, everything about you. The way you know, like the way you talk, the way you do the things that you do is just how your style is developed. And once you learn you, you know, remember that song, getting to know you, getting uh-huh. to know all about you, just that clip. Cause I don't really know what the rest of the song. <laughs> I always hear, I always was seeing that part to myself. And that's really what it's all about. When you get to know who you are and you get to know all about who you are, then your style is born. So it, it's not about people correlate style and fashion as if they are the same thing and they're not. Your style is pretty much that inner you. The fashion is the outer you where everybody else sees. And a lot of times people run or chase fashion is because they have no style. So Ooh. they. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I know that's a little ouch moment, but you see. <laughs> said you, you wanted to dig deep dive so okay yes yes yeah you know we we scuba diving here so um yeah a lot of times i've you know you know people pay a lot of money to find out what's the colors is going to be for the next season what's coming on i've never done any of that and i was like i just don't understand it and it's because of the fact that they want you to get caught up into that. When you when you have your own style, you move to the beat of your own drum. You do things how you want to. So when the things I have in my closet, I don't care if they was 10 years old or 10 days old. Like every time I put it on is in style because that's a part of who I am. So when you get, when you really get good and really understand you, none of that matters at all. Fashion is a fad. They come and go. Your style is your ID, is your identity. It's just like your license, your birth certificate, your social security card, all of that. That's what your style is, is your identification card. Yeah. She's dropped like a thousand gems because I do believe that, that we correlate style and fashion and what you said makes like mind blown. It makes so much sense right? Is that the style, that's you, that's the, you know, you're a laid back person. So it would be odd to see this laid back chill person wearing like business suits all the time. That's why you see people are just like, that's just not me. Cause it's not them. That's not who they are at their core. But so many times our fashion is at odds with our style because maybe our fashion is so that we can be seen as relevant in our circles or, because we feel that is what the status quo is for our career path or something like that. But that is at odd with our style, which is why you may see your boss or like, uh, this is funny because I, I think a lot of children will attest to this. They'll see their teacher at school and then they'll see their teacher at Target and she looks totally different. Look at school, she got the little bun in her head and she wearing them ugly sweaters and then at Target, you know what I'm saying? She got like some high boots on and a mini skirt and all types of color and stuff. And this is like, that's not Miss Williams. Mm-hmm. But that's because her style and her fashion were at odds with mm-hmm. each other. Yes, that makes so much more sense. And I think I had something on here asking you about the tie-in between style and our mood. And I think you already answered that because the style is the inner. The style is the inner. Yes. And I always say, you know, you fashion yourself according to your own personal style. So when you are trying to look like someone else and it's not you, 
is odd and every and it's odd to the other people too they'd be like huh huh just right. like you said the example with the teacher but i mean that's understandable but can you imagine so many people living their lives like that and especially i would like to touch on like women because we go through i mean we're both women we can so attest to this go through so much and just like you know from having a baby to you know, marriage, and if those things dissolve, or, you know, your child, your body changes once you have a child, and, and you are adapting to this, you know, and your mindset is like, I'll get my body back, but reality says, you know, sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't, and you have to learn how to adjust and be acceptance of the new you, your new body, your new style, and, and, and again, I've dealt with so many different women that didn't know how to transition that. So that's why when, again, it gets to your core style, you have to reevaluate yourself over again. You have to look at yourself now with the saggy breast or the, the stretch marks and, and say to yourself, like, I am still beautiful. You know what I mean? Even with all the, the uh, new adjustments as you like to call them, the new adjustments. It took me a long time to, to, to really grasp that because as I got older and I, I had more children, you know, the bounce back didn't bounce. And at one point, the last one, it was like, there was no bounce back. There was no bounce anything. It was like, sis, this is it. So I had to rework how I did things in order to get myself at a comfortable state to say, hey, I am a mother and it doesn't even matter like I am a mother you have you have brought four beautiful children into this world and you you are powerful you are awesome and this body is banging just the way that it is so you have to get yourself in that mindset and you have to keep telling yourself that until you actually believe it because for a while you're going to be like I, I, I'm not beat for this but I've always talked about it's those little tweaks it's those little things you have to constantly I have affirmations all around me I have mirrors everywhere because I made it a thing that I'm going to always look myself in the mirror and look at this body and just just admire it for what it is today. Not what it was 20 years ago, not thinking about what it'll be in 10 years, but what it is today. And that's what you have to go with. And this is good because it segues into um, this article I want to mention. It's the Forbes article. I quote a lot of Forbes articles. What your clothes say about you. And they had Dr. Jennifer, Jennifer Baumgartner, mm -hmm. who is undercover. She deep dives into the psychology of dress, I think is what we we're going to refer to it. And that's what she refers to it as. Mm -hmm. And she says, shopping and spending behaviors often come from internal motivations such as emotions, experiences, and culture. You look at shopping or storing behaviors, even putting together outfits, and people think of it as fluff, but any behavior is rooted in something deeper. I look at the deeper meaning of choices, just like I would in therapy. So I think you've kind of touched on that because you're, you talk about after we have children, because we're speaking of women, and there is a struggle, and I definitely can relate to that. There's almost like a struggle, almost like that person has lost their sense of style or they're trying to hold on to what their style, what they think their style should be. Mm -hmm. I think it's really even style. I really think it's, it's because fashion, they want to keep up with the trends and they were maybe trendier or they thought they were trendy some years ago because society, you know, told them this thing and then they have kids and things don't fit like that or 
you know, it just doesn't make sense in their life, but their it's their style is at odds. But I also think from looking at this is that, you know, it's internal. There's things in our head. So the head is not on on track with where we want it to be. And so how do we, as we go through these life changes, how do you talk to these women? And possibly men, because you may talk to men as well. I do, actually. I'm like, yeah. I say, I can't leave them out because somebody no, wrapped up into fashion as well. I mean, I live in Atlanta and, you know, especially pre-COVID, it would be like a fashion show going to the mall in Atlanta. Here, these men be out here dressing just as hard as these women. And you're just like, okay, what are we doing? So how do you counsel people about kind of their evolving style? and not letting fashion dictate their style and getting to the root maybe of why they dress a certain way or why they think they should dress a certain way. Well, the first part about that is education on style and fashion because they think they are the same. So once I break them apart, then it becomes a little bit easier because we won't, the fashion part won't even come into play until we break down your style, the why behind you. So with that, just like how we try to get ready for fall and spring and winter and summer, it's the same type of thing with your mindset, because as you transition in life, like what I thought about in my 20s, I didn't think about in my 30s and I don't think about in my 40s. So with that comes, you're just adjusting your style. See, people trying to adjust their fashion, you need to adjust your style. And with adjusting your style, your fashion automatically comes with it. Mm. Okay. Oh, even though, like, I mean, when I was in my 20s, I used to wear mini skirts. And now in my 40s, can I wear mini skirts? Yeah, but I, I, I'm not really about that no more. Not because I'm for, you know, I'm 41. It's because that's no longer my style. However... I do wear, you know, a reasonably high amount, like my shorts, you know, I do wear <laughs> shorts and I might wear some fishnets with those or something like that, where other people will be like, you wearing that at that age? And I'm like, yes, doesn't it look fabulous? Like, I don't get caught up in the age barrier or what you can wear and what you can't wear because it's my style. It's a part of who I am and I wear what I want and I wear what it is, how I feel. Like I can have, lay out an outfit and if I get up tomorrow and I feel like something different, then I change it. I do not stick with whatever I put out from last night because I feel differently, you know, that next day. So I'm going to do as I feel. See, the one thing is you have to learn how to tap into yourself. When you do that, nothing and no one else matters. And that's what builds your confidence. That's what makes you have to have that like sex appeal. That's what makes you stand out because people notice that. And, it, and I'm not saying for you to do it for to be noticed, but is you you will get noticed because you're going against the norm of what everybody else is doing. That's true. That's very true. Tapping in to your style, tapping into yourself. Yes, that is pivotal. Okay. So I know that you did an IG live where you showed off your mirrors and your affirmations that you frame and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, what has been the most recent lesson you have learned on your journey in this profession or just your most um, valuable or recent lesson so far in life? 
I want to say last year, 2020 was a bittersweet year. We all have different stories to tell about that. But for me, it really made me sit down and deal with me. There were, there were a lot of things that I thought that I was healed from. There was a lot of things that I thought that, you know, I was done away with, like it, I was just over. And I realized it wasn't that I was over any of those things. I just packed them so deep, root so deep down within me that I just forgot about them. And of course, since we were locked in, I, I had no choice but to really dig into myself. So one thing, well, I don't even say one thing. I'm like the main thing for myself is, that I really took that time and it was it was painful like to really feel know that I still had some deep-rooted childhood hurts and uh-huh. things of that nature that I needed to to uh, bring to the forefront and to deal with it but the beautiful thing in that is that now I better know I know myself better and I'm like dang Aisha I wish I'd have known this about you like so much longer before because you are dope. Like you really are a dope person. And I tell myself that all the time. Like if I can have friends like me, (laughs) and I'm serious, like you have to, but you, of course you have to be serious about who you are. But I, when I really realized like of the different things about myself that I used to be ashamed of that now I am so grateful for. And then to hear other people that say I inspired them and I'll be like, little old me, you know what I mean? It's such an inspiration to know that my labors and like my pain and things that I have been through and is an encouragement to someone else. This That's what helps me to speak up more because I don't want, if I can save someone from, you know, some of the pain that I've been through, it's all worth it because I wouldn't put my life on anyone else to be able to bear that cross like that. So uh, my biggest thing is the more I got to know about me, the more that I understood about myself and the more I could identify with myself, which only illuminates my style. <laughs> Love it. I mean, I don't even know to say at this point. She's dropped so many gems. But no, I think that's, I agree. I think that we've kind of gone through some similar things, especially crazy divorces and um, just I will be turning 40 this year and I think I just recorded a podcast that's coming out tomorrow about growth Mm -hmm. and that's the thing I mean I'm 40 and I'm still unlocking these these things about myself and I had a recent aha moment about some toxicity I had in um, that I was repeating like it was learned toxicity I basically like my mom and I, I had to catch myself on it. And mm-hmm. that's good. That's that's part of growth and that's part of, you know, this thing that we go through. But it also, I like having this podcast because I get to air these things out. I know I've had people like, you're just out here and you're talking, but it is humbling. Mm-hmm. And it also just, it just makes me feel good when I get people that, DM me and it was like, so I just re-listened to this episode. Let me tell you how much you have encouraged me. And it's kind of like you, it's like little me, me, this person who was never supposed to have this platform. So I definitely, I know that this episode is going to resonate with a lot of women. So I thank you for being so open and sharing all of that. Well, I thank you for having me. Even, you know, to know that my story or just watching my stuff that I post, you know, that 
it resonates and you felt the needs like I need to have her on my platform and to share out to the world because there are so many hurting women and men who don't have a place to turn to or feel like that they are so alone. I know for a long time I did and I know how that feels to be in a place in your life where you have this destruction going on and it's just like a pattern of disruption that's going on in your life and you don't know how to pick up the pieces. Right. So like I said, when I was doing my sewing, you know, it's the same thing as you're cutting out these different pieces. I just correlated to that. It's like how I can just take a piece of cloth and cut it into pieces and create something beautiful out of it. And it's the same way that I did with my life. You know, I was embarrassed. You know what I mean? I was, I felt like ostracized. I felt like you know, people turned their back on me, lie was said upon me. And, you know, and I'm like, but wait, but wait. And I had to realize that is, you know, it's what they say, it's not what you're called is what you answer to. So when I had to, again, take a break from all of that, I had to, there was a time where I was at a very low in my life and I wasn't even quite sure if I still wanted to go on. Like, I'm like, you know, I, I, this is a lot for me. And I'm like, I just feel like this is an unfair life to have. And I was in my room for three days. Literally the mm. blinds were shut. And um, I made sure like my, my daughter was taken care of, but you know, just to that point, and I will go back into the room, crawl up in the bed and just go under the covers. Like I didn't even want to see no daylight, sunlight. Sometimes I didn't even know what time it was. And I just kept saying like, this is not my life. This is not my life. This is not my life. And it wasn't my life. There was That was just a period in my life, a lesson to be learned, another notch under my belt to help me to identify with things in my future. So it, you know, it's, it's, it's just important to share these type of things because these are just bumps in a road. You know, it's not the end of the road, it's just a bump. And sometimes you just have to pull over and change the flat and to get back on the road. You know, and that's that's really the gist of it. It's like, you know, you can you can get through it. And sometimes it requires taking breaks. It requires you just shutting out everything else and listen to the voice like within. You know, if it hadn't been really, I don't know, like sometimes I'm just like, I'm a miracle because yeah, it, it, it was pretty, it was pretty rough, but I believed enough. I had enough faith in myself to say, if I'm going to go out, I'm not going to go out like this. All right. So that was, that was kind of like that saving grace for me because you know, the stubbornness or the proudfulness within me was like, if I'm leaving, we're not going to leave on these terms. So we're going to have to somehow flip this you know, and I can go after that, but we're not going <laughs> to, you know, I was like, I'm not going to go out like this. And so having that mindset, and even though I didn't, wasn't sure exactly how I was going to do it, that was just enough for me to now get out the bed and now to making my way to start moving to something forward, you know, moving forward. And then, you know, then I picked up a piece of fabric and you know and I just started sewing and then when I put this on and when I put that dress on I was broken I was I was cute on the outside but I was broken in the inside but people saw the fashion they saw the outside so that was enough encouragement to say hey you got something going on here so as I would create pieces I was just tell a little bit of a story and every piece and you know it was kind of it was soothing for me and it was soothing for other people and they just wanted to be a part 
And then, you know, it just developed into something beautiful. And now I have a tribe of women who, you know, are not only do they want to be good on the outside, but also on the inside as well. So, you know, it's an inside job. All right. And I think that's a good place to end it. All right. So thank you so much. Let everybody know where they can find you out there in cyberspace. So you can either find, find me by using my name, Aisha Mallory, or you can also use um, Malorier Designs. So both ways you'll be able to find me on Instagram on and on Facebook as well. Those are the only two main places that I am at um, currently. So uh, Malorier Designs is Facebook. But you can, you can find me under my name and Instagram. You can find me under Malorier Designs or Aisha Mallory, which is my name. All right. And I'll make sure that we get all of that information in the show notes as well. We will be back with the three breakaways. Hey, and let's get into these three breakaways. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation about style. But on to breakaway number one which is your pain can be transformed into something beautiful. It is nothing nowadays to turn on your TV and see someone talking about a painful experience that they knew somebody has. You know, these movies depicted, it's always like some broken and battered woman, some broken and battered child person, whoever. And that's what draws us in, right, is that pain. But a lot of times we overlook what happens on the other side of the pain. That's something beautiful that happens, that transformative thing that happens after you get through the pain. And a lot of times we concentrate more on the pain than the times that we went through to the other side. So I just want you to take that away from her overall story and especially towards the beginning part. That's when that hit me, that breakaway hit me, that your pain can be transformed into something beautiful. Breakaway number two, stop letting others define who you are. Now, when Aisha was talking about this, she was really, um, we were talking about style, right? How we let other people define our style style and the difference between style, who you are on the inside, and fashion, which is following the trends. And a lot of times that doesn't go together. But the deeper part of that, because she went so eloquently in the deepness of style, uh, which is stop letting others define who you are. Are you doing that? Are you scared to start a podcast because people told you it wouldn't work? Or you're scared to start the type of business you want because you are afraid of what other people might think. Why is she selling notebook paper when this is what people are buying? But, you know, that's not what resonates with you. Why does she have a podcast talking about taking a break when people want to talk about hair and beauty? But that's not what resonates with you. Stop letting others define who you are. It's okay to be you. Breakaway number three. What is the why behind you? And I'm really even going to skip over that part. That's the little bonus one. We might have four, so that's three. So I'm going to go three and four. So three is what is the why behind you? But four is learn how to tap into yourself. Okay, why do you do the things you do? Why do you dress the way you dress? 
What is the why behind you? Why do you do the things you do? Think about why you dress the way you dress now. Is it because that's how someone told you a mother is supposed to dress? Is that what someone, how you think someone in your profession is supposed to dress? How do you want to dress? What makes you comfortable? Now, I'm not telling you to walk out here in your pajamas and stuff at your corporate job all the time, but what makes you comfortable? If those heels are not making you comfortable, why are you doing it? What's the why? Why do you wear your hair a certain way? Why is your hair all long and stuff like that? Do you want a little short fro? Why? What's holding you back? What's the why behind these decisions? So many times we live life and we base our decisions on what other people think. And that is the basis of style. And I think that goes hand in hand with what Aisha was saying with why people's style and their fashion are at conflict. A lot of times we chase fashion because we feel that's what people want from us. They want us to wear these long boots all up our neck with little skinny heels and it's hard to walk in them, but that's the fashionable thing. And you know, you make a certain amount of money. You got to be fashionable. But your style is more laid back. Your style goes hand in hand with how you feel you want to live your life. Laid back, trying to get stuff done. You got work to do. You ain't got time to be worrying about a broken heel on your boot. You're trying to do the work. You got to chase kids all day. That fashion is not conducive to your job. So why do you do that? What is the why behind you? Learn how to tap into yourself. So those are the four breakaways. I'm going to recap them. Your pain can be transformed into something beautiful, number one. Number two, stop letting others define who you are. Number three, what is the why behind you? And bonus, number four, learn how to tap into yourself. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at PM Kester, that's K E S T E R, on Instagram, or email the Kester Group at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.